Welcome to Midnight Waves, episode 20 for Monday, January 20th, 2020. Wow. Yeah. My name is Chris. And my name is John. And this week our main review is Marigold by Pinegrove. We also take a look at new albums from Mac Miller of Montreal, Eminem, and Bombay Bicycle Club, as well as counting down our top 10 albums of 1976. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Once again, welcome back. Episode 20. Wow. Mm. That came around fast, didn't it? Flying bike. So, <laughs> anyway, what's up? What's up in the old news there? The news? Um, wasn't there, uh, weren't there some new art um, bands inducted? Inducted? Is that the word? Inducted, the, yes. Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah, it might be just yeah. the Rock Hall of Fame now. I'm oh, not yeah? sure. I think so. Their t- their Twitter account is just Rock Hall of Fame. So they they cut out the roll. They cut out the n roll. The, well, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Which makes even less sense to me. Yep. Because I think you can say. I mean, it's it's kind of lame, but it's r- reasonable to say. Oh, well, hip-hop and, and whatever is... They have the spirit of rock and roll, man. Sure. Yeah. But they don't have the spirit of rock. That's true. Yeah. So, hmm. I mean... Which... Not that I don't think... <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think if you're going to do this pointless waste of money and time, you should honor all the best music and the best artists regardless of genre but maybe a better name would have been yeah. more appropriate isn't it also how like they they have the artists had to have been performing for 25 years or something it's supposed to be like 25 years since their debut since album the debut or album. something okay. yeah and as long as as long as i guess they've sold a certain amount of albums they get inducted eventually aren't they almost everyone ends up in there, I, guess, I, I wonder like <laughs> I mean, like, I remember, like, for years and years, like, Sabbath and Kiss would just couldn't get in the Hall of Fame, and eventually yeah. they did, but... It's just so fun. It's so odd. Yeah. The criteria. So this time, this time around, we've got Depeche Mode, the Doobie Brothers, Whitney Houston, Nine Inch Nails, Notorious B.I.G., <laughs> and T-Rex. Well, so. I mean, out of those... Yeah, that, that's interesting. I mean, I think Whitney was, like, the number one seed <laughs> or whatever yeah. she was like the top most votes okay which is i don't know like am i missing something on whitney houston like is there any particular reason to say whitney houston is one of the greatest had, artists of all time a, she had a killer voice i mean yeah plenty uh, of people do yeah she had some massive hits yeah she had I'm sure her one or two albums sold sold well. I yeah, I know. mean she had tons. Mm. She obviously sold millions and millions and millions of copies of stuff. Yeah. That goddamn song from the Bodyguard. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that ruined Whitney Houston for me. Yeah, so. me too. 
Yeah. And I, I know she had some good songs when I was a kid, but they were just good songs. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Like, is like Sisters with Voices going to get in like the Hall of Fame someday? Or Elm Vogue? Are they getting in? If they're not already, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but that's true. They might be. They might already be yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. I just don't get it. I don't know. If anyone out there would like to explain to me why Whitney Houston deserves to be in a like Hall of Fame, mm. other than selling lots of records, yeah, which is you know certainly Kiss sold lots of records, but it took them like a decade to get in. Yeah, so and they've certainly been around longer than twenty five years. Yeah, yeah, and I mean there were some other like bands. Did you see the artists who didn't make it? Like Motorhead didn't make it. Soundgarden oh, didn't nom- make nominees. it. Yeah, uh, no, I didn't see that. Uh, uh, some others. Yeah, I figure. Okay. I just feel like if <clears throat> I don't know, like, what is the criteria? Like, yeah. do you, how much do you have to sell? Because those bands sold a lot. Yeah. Is there like, are we looking at art artistry? I wonder. Yeah. Because I'll give you a million dollars if you tell me Whitney Houston is a better artist than like Chris Cornell was. Right. As far as write, did Whitney even write songs? Did she actually do anything? Did she, she didn't produce anything? I'm sure. It's not like when people were pissed so furious on the internet when Beck won Album of the Year at the Grammys yeah. instead of Beyonce, and Fifty Cent was like Beck wrote all his songs, played all the instruments, and produced that album. Beyonce had five thousand producers on every song and did nothing. Right. <laughs> like even Fifty Cent was just like. Who's the better artist? Like, yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, like, good point indeed. Know, yeah, it's like artistry. Yeah, then like, you know. like, what are you nom- What are you rewarding? Yeah. Sales or artistry? Either way, right? It, I just don't see how she's like the the f- first ballot, yeah, number one seed. Even the Doobie Brothers. I don't know. Were they that? They had those are great songs. I don't think they had so many wonderful, well, fantastic albums. I mean, sure, one or two of them sold well, but. Uh, I don't know, really, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, it's, it's I actually wanted to say yeah. something oh, based on last week's episode. <laughs> I made a really weird blunder. I mentioned how Neil Peart passed away, although I didn't. I just said the drummer from Rush. I just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> That's quite an awful thing to say. You know, rest in peace, well, I mean, Neil. he was the drummer He was from the drummer, it's true, but I didn't even acknowledge his name. If you called him, like, the drummer from <laughs> Boston or something, that would be... Well, <laughs> you know. Anywho, just wanted to Anyways, clarify rest that. rest in peace, Neil. Yeah. Um, anything was... else been going on? Um, I mean, there's some controversy for one of the albums we're going to talk about today with Eminem. Who... Ah, okay. Good old ah, sure, sure. clean cut Eminem, famous for being just a really nice guy on all his albums. Yeah. Suddenly shocked the world by referencing the Manchester Arena bombing with Ariana Grande on one of the songs on his new album. Oh, okay. Who could have ever imagined Eminem would say something offensive? Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess we'll uh, get, <laughs> delve just, a bit deeper into Eminem, that Eminem, whose albums are just sure. littered with songs about brutally murdering his wife. Yeah. And burying her body next to his oh, infant daughter. Oh, I see daughter. what you mean. It's nowhere near as bad as 
that, right? He's, he's every single album is yeah. just rife with the most violent and misogynistic and homophobic language possible. I see. But people are outraged and shocked. Yeah. I mean, come on. I'm not saying you have to like it or agree with it, but... Yeah, there's nothing like, shocking. Like, like, that's what you're it's, saying. Right? It's so phony outrage. Oh my God, I'll never listen to Eminem again. <laughs> really? You apparently never did before. There you go. Because I guess it's like drawing on a, a, an actual event. Like a re, I don't he know. referenced 9-11 on did 50 okay. Cent's al- debut see. album. I mean, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so faux, phony, fake... Like or just completely misinformed, which is basically sums up Twitter, I guess. Yep. yep. Anyway, not that the album is good. Cause Do you want to talk about it now? Well, <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> I think we should get into our main review first oh, okay. and uh, circle back around to Mister Mathers. <laughs> okay. So, our main review is um, Pine Grove's new album, Marigold. Yep. Let's hear a track from that. Alarmist there from Marigold. Um, I think this is their well, either their third album or their fourth. How you have depending on how you want to define it. I guess their third studio they had album. They their, their first release in 2012, Meridian, but that was like a self-release thing. And I think they were on a particular label from 2016's Cardinal. Hmm. Two years ago, they released Skylight, which I think was basically recorded in the same fashion as this one in, in their house. In the countryside of New York yeah. State. But yeah. Anyway, third or fourth, whatever. But. Mm. Okay. So, what do you think of the, the, this album? Um, well, so, I mean, we were just sort of discussing off mic how whether it is or isn't Evan Stevens Hall's Forgiveness album. Right. And from everything I've read, it is. So, in my opinion, that excuses some of the faults of the album. Or some of my issues with the album. If it isn't, then I, I kind of have a slightly different take. I, I think I really I like the album, but it doesn't break any new ground. Like any new ground. Mm-hmm. It is now in my opinion, if he's looking to go out there and some of these songs are sort of about how he, you know, fucks everything Made up. Made some mistakes and made mistakes Regrets. and, and yeah. people 
telling him things will get better or whatever. Sure. Then I think the safest route is to attempt to to reintegrate after those troubles a couple of years back. It would be to basically do the same sort of album you always do. But didn't was he doing that? Were they doing that on Skylight as well? No, because Skylight was already recorded. That was recorded but before. That, that happened ah, okay. before it was released. So okay. they ended up just putting it out for free at first. Oh yeah, yeah. Self-released, wasn't it? As well? yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. That, that, that's a, that's a, a I mean, fair point. Yeah. I, I, think, I think it's a grower. I, I, I can mm. imagine really liking it more over time. Yeah. But I think it's a little slight initially. I mean, the first time I listened to it, I, I heard like four songs without hearing any of the songs. Yeah. They just met, left no impression the first time. And I had to just stop it and go back to it. Now, obviously, um, the alarm is there is track three and actually one of my favorite songs. So... It's definitely a grower, I think. It's just a little hard to imagine that this is a band who inspired this like feverish fan base to tattoo themselves with their logo, and like, that's right, that's devote, double, double square thing. Yeah, it? and and devote them their lives to this band when this album is not that at all. I think. Yeah, it's a really good album. It's a really nice album. But, I mean, it's a fine enough entry into an an otherwise stronger catalog, I think. It's certainly not a bad album. It's actually a good album. But it does leave me wondering a little bit, will they ever add anything new to the mix or try to, like, develop their sound in any sort of meaningful way? If you know what I mean? Like, it's... It's sort of just the same thing, but not as good to me as the last album or Cardinal. I think it's the worst of the three. Now, it might grow me way more. Mm-hmm. And it is definitely a sound I really like. But I don't know. I I, I kind of needed a few more bigger songs with bigger hooks. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I basically agree with a lot of that. And like it. For me too, when I started listening to it, I was kind of like, hmm, a bit underwhelmed. And I went back and I listened to it, like, I ended up listening to it four or five times. I I haven't listened to it. I I understand that. And I I think it is a grower. Like, it's got better and better on each listen. There are a couple of tracks I'm just like, whatever. I think the second track is like a one minute kind of like a. I think that's okay though. It's fine, but it's like a, what do you call that? Like a hymn or something. I don't know what he's really saying, trying to say the. Excuse me, <clears throat> but um, like the uh, the first track, uh, what was it called? Uh, Dotted line, the alarmist we just heard. Um, moment. Uh, some of the quieter songs towards the end, I thought, were very nice actually, very pleasant. But there's nothing like you said. There's no there's no new ground here. There's nothing they do differently. There's nothing that really stands out. Just a, a lot of nice songs. Yeah, catchy, catchy. I think, like I said, if you listen to it several times. But yeah, are they going to keep doing this in the future or are they going to try something mm, a bit different? That's that's what's going to make or break them, right? I mean, it, it's a sound I, Sorry, I really make like. or not. The opposite. Sorry, break, not <laughs> break, obviously. Make or not, I guess. <laughs> break in the, in the other way. I that's guess, what I meant, yeah, in yeah. the other way. Um, I mean, it's a sound I really like. And, you know, I listened to it a couple of times. Yeah. And it definitely grew on me more. And I do think probably... By the end of the year, I'll probably like this way more. Yeah. 
but you know it does i do worry a little bit about i mean they're, they're pretty radio friendly songs yeah. if you think about it but yeah then it's not like radio matters anymore they're not going to suddenly get a radio hit so that's right they have to maintain some level of like interest or like what like vitality i guess yeah I mean, what would you say pine grove's kind of strong points are like as a group well i would have said on the previous album there was oh sorry the previous couple albums yeah. there, there were songs where he had some very distinct melodies and mm -hmm. some urgency to some yeah. of those songs yeah. and this is i mean that neighbor song is oh yeah yeah he sounds quite, like, quite I, I think his singing actually reminds me of Graham Parsons, which is very nice there. You're right, you're right. But I, like, the song is fine, but lyrically, it's just like he's singing about a possum and a bird or something. And it's yeah, just that's true. like some squirrel dying in the house or like, something. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, like, this is not. That's the, not the Pine Grave I remember. It's not the lyrically. direction to go in at all. Okay. Like, it's. Mm. I, I think the lyrics are definitely better than the previous two albums as well. Like yeah. much more uh, thought, what's the word, thoughtful, po poetic, or um, uh, d d deeper, I guess. I mean, when, when geez, was it was it darkness on on Skylight that I really loved? I can't remember the goddamn it's difficult songs. To remember particular yeah. uh, lyrics and tracks, but. Um, there were some moments. Th that, there were just like mm. urgent, like songs yeah. with urgency and like some sort of like sense of drama to them or like sense of, of like like I don't know if it was a movie I would say it's like like stakes like there were stakes to those songs like they felt like something urgent was happening yeah. something important was building I don't feel like these songs have enough of that right but but I do really like it if this was the first Pine Grove album I'd heard I'd probably Lega. like it much more yeah it's because so. we've heard two albums that are very similar are yeah. good but similar yeah. mm. and and plus so. that the, even that that compilation of everything so far is oh yeah very good it is isn't it yeah didn't did they form back it was it 2011 or something or 10 even yeah for, really a long time ago. i was actually surprised that they're from new jersey for some they, they, oh, they have oh, a, really they have a very uh, not new york new jersey they live in new york but they're oh. from New Jersey. Right. I mean, it's right next door. Yeah. Just over the bridge. But there's such a country twang to like a lot of his yeah. singing and, and the song, especially on this album. It's like, I understand upstate New York is like a bunch of hillbillies in many places, but, well, it is. But you don't need to l assimilate that much, I think. Yeah. It's That's like, one of the things it's like that the I band. liked about. Oh yeah, 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 you know, it's like yeah. they're all from Canada. Like half of them are from Canada, but like yeah. sing songs about like as if That's they right. were like born and raised in American Alabama or something. But, sure, sure. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, I've always been a fan. It's of not his, a bad his, thing. I've been a fan of his voice. And I think his, his voice vocal, is great. What's the word? Qu quirks, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I really like his mm -hmm. voice. That's always been the biggest strength of the band for me. Yeah. But and it still is, I guess, on here, but. And just that, or the way to have all these sort of instruments going at the same time, like, um, I don't know. Did they have, like, slide guitar in a lot of the songs, I felt, on this one? And uh, If they do, it didn't stand out to me. So. Different layers of guitars and sort of a country, like, twang, like you were saying, and 
Well, I, I feel like I know there's a lot of just like mm. very simple acoustic guitar in this, yeah. and I wanted more. I want more, yeah. like sure. Advance as a musician, advance yeah. as a songwriter. Well, hopefully they'll hear, hear you. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. What, what would you What would you give this? Well, I'm still going to give this a four out of five because after yep. like the third listen, I mm. really, really liked it. I started off on a three point five. So did I'm I. going with a four now. Yeah, I, I cool. did too. So yeah. exactly the same. And I, I still think there's a good chance by the end of the year, this will at least be in the, with a shout for my top 10, probably, because I love this band. Yeah. And uh, Same, same here. Anyway. Right. On to some uh, less impressive stuff. <laughs> Let's <laughs> Should go back to... Uh, Mr. Mathis. Yeah. Let's have a look at Eminem. All right. Let's play something from that. Yeah. Trying to get rid of, but why would I get a chip on my shoulder? I was considered one time as the illest. Bitch, I'm still as fly as a zipper. True, I just get richer, but if it was ever all about Skrilla, then I would have quit her long motherfucking time ago. Bitch, shut the fuck up. I should go say that shit to Tech Nine or the Jigger. Nobody says shit about two chains as long as he's been here. Shit, no wonder you. Found premonition there from Eminem's surprise new album, Music to Be Murdered by. <laughs> I think that's the one. Okay, this album came out of nowhere, didn't it? It did. Although for me, these days, all Eminem albums come out of nowhere. Do they? Okay. Yeah. I, I used to be a massive fan of Eminem back in the Slim Shady LP, Marshall Mathers LP, and even the Eminem show days. And then... Was that... When was that? Early... Jesus, late Slim, 90s, was it? I've yeah, forgotten. Yeah. Slim Shady LP. The... Uh, it was 1999 February okay, 99 so uni days yeah and uh, used to love him and yeah even the Eminem show which was not as well received I did really like at the time and then I don't know I can't remember what what that next album was even called but it was okay right. it was uh, and then I don't know I just lost interest and then I, I guess he just made all kinds of terrible albums, as far as I can, as far as the reviews will lead you to believe. Mm, okay. And, yeah, occasionally you would, I, I remember he had like a big hit with that song with Rihanna called Love to Make You Lie or something, which I thought was just the most commercial, just insipid trash I'd ever heard <laughs> come out of his mouth. <laughs> just pure pop bullshit worthlessness and for a guy who was supposed to be like this his whole image was based on like bucking the system and being like this like anti-hero antithesis of a commercial act like uh, okay. he basically focused most of his attention on in sync for a while just ripping them to shreds yeah song after song it seemed like well now you became in sync <laughs> basically and mm. I saw I, I just Eminem was dead to me but through the magic of Apple Music and I was doing this podcast 
This is the first Eminem album I've actually listened to in, good lord, probably, I mean, at least 15, 15 years. 15 years, right? Yeah. That's the first thing I've heard since Slim Shady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the Marshall Mathers LP was yeah. was a genuine classic, and yeah. he was on a technical level. I mean, he still is technically one of the very best ever. I have to say, I did enjoy the rapping on this. At least, I mean, his, his great flow is flow, amazing. Yeah. yeah, that did impress me. Not I, so much the music or the or the the uh, what do you call it featuring so and so artist. The contributions, yeah. or whatever. I, I think it. I actually liked this until we got to uh, track. Was it, was it Ed Sheeran? Track five was. <laughs> track five. The, track those five. kind of notes. With Ed Sheeran worming his way into another <laughs> hip hop feature. Honestly. What does he say? It's kind of funny. What Honestly. Let me try to find what he said. Yeah, yeah. By all means. Just a second. By all means. Um, Wait a minute. I mean. Oh, it doesn't show it on here. It did on um, uh, Genius Lyrics. I think if you play it, it's on there, isn't it? No? Um, anyway. Okay, what? Ed Sheeran is fucking awful here. It should be, it should literally be criminal to charge money for this hook. Yeah. Like, if you bring an Ed Sheeran, and whatever Ed Sheeran must be earned, like $100,000 for this or oh, something. I found it. Yeah. If you want to go hard tonight, well, then the smoke and the butter on me are. Slip into that red dress you like. When we arrive, we probably won't leave. Ah, not trying to pronounce the ah. I ah, I don't know. Whatever. I'm guessing he's using like it a, as a rhyme scheme, but yeah, Ed's doing like a bit of sing-song, SoundCloud <laughs> rapping on this hook. Bit of the old Juice World. Yeah, who also features on here. Yeah, Was I'm, that not, I'm not sure. He, I'm not uh, sure if that's a coincidence that Juice yeah. World died before he got his big break on an Eminem album, or if Eminem exhumed his corpse and rifled through his pockets for a verse. <laughs> it's just to cash in on yeah. that untimely death, because it's quite a coincidence there. Who's this guy as well? Royce, oh, Royce the five, five nine. foot Ro nine inch. No, Royce the five, five nine. Five nine pronounced. Okay. Is it's on two is, of the is a, tracks. Yeah. A, 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 legit great MC. Oh really? Actually three tracks I think. He and him Eminem he had like a really good relationship with Eminem and then they had a falling out and Eminem actually took a song he'd given Royce and put it on Jay Z's blueprint album instead. Interesting. And then I guess eventually they became friends again. Mm. Clearly. <clears throat> but sure. Royce is really, really good. Yeah. But he's one of those guys who's never going to achieve like commercial success yeah it's sort of like what's that guy who does the the youtube stuff and the podcast the guy who walked off on the migos thing uh joe budden joe, okay. joe budden is in a group or at least was in a group called slaughterhouse with royce the five nine i believe and uh those guys are super good mcs who will never really be like big stars i guess so it's um just just one of those things i guess yeah joe budden joel ortiz king crooked and royce the five nine two studio albums which they put out on eminem's label shady records but there's i mean uh, there's a song certainly the first song of royce is one of one of the better songs on this album, I think. 
I think another problem with this album is that it's like so yeah, long. Yeah, 20 tracks of well, 64 minutes. Not terribly well, it's long, but there are longer rap, uh, hip-hop albums, aren't there? I mean, I guess. Yeah, 20 is a lot, isn't it? I mean, a lot. Of, some of those are like fake Alfred Hitchcock. That's right. Like the stepdad intro, I think. Yeah. Is our Alfred intro, interlude? Yeah. Is it intrudes and intro? Sorry, interludes and intros and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's. I haven't, I haven't really had time to listen to it properly to be like really reviewing it or anything or forming a true yeah, opinion. Yeah, I think you need a bit of time with this one. It's better than I expected. Yeah. But it's also terrible in all the ways I absolutely expected. So. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, there's Mr. Eminem. Still doing it. Still bitching about his Rolling Stone review scores. Right. <laughs> Complain about getting two and a half stars in Rolling right? Stone. Yeah. In the, one of the first tracks. Yeah, well, you don't really deserve better than that, Em. Let's face it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I think should we should do? swiftly move on to our next... Uh, mini review. Should we go with Mac Miller's Circles? Yeah, let's do that. Continuing with the, uh, I guess, the hip hop. There you go. So close, I can taste it. The men on the moon keep playing Practical jokes, planning of mirrors and smoke that I fade away in You be complaining, and I can't explain it, I guess Nothing compared to the feeling of feeling amazing Now I'm switching location Cause heaven too far when you live in the basement I'm looking for balance, I'm in an oasis Well, I need somebody to save me before I drive myself crazy And I'll run on If life is but a dream And so will we Show me something Show me something Show me something And I'll run on If life is but I can see from Circles by Mac Miller, the posthumous album from a very young man who threw his life away. So how does this album work? Is it just like a producer just gathering up all the things that he had left recorded so, and adding stuff to it? Or? So from what I read from John Bryan, Brian, 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 I'm not, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Never been sure. One of the foibles of the internet. Um, anyway, he said that Mac Miller came to him shortly after Swimming was released mm-hmm. and said, I've got these... Actually, he kept before Swimming was released. Oh, yeah. He's, I've got, he said, I've got these songs, and they were like kind of like more typically hip-hop, and those songs ended up becoming Swimming. Right. And I've got these other things I don't know what to do with. And John... Brian, let's say, Brion. Brion sounds cool. Yeah. Brion. <laughs> John, anyway, said, well, are you happy with 
with them? He's like, no. So he's like, well, I'm going to just play some different things over them. And if you like something, just tell me. All right. So mo- the idea originally for this album was that it was going to come out shortly after Swimming. Oh, okay. Last year. Yeah. Well, two years ago, was it? Two years ago, yeah. Or two years. Two it was going to come out two years ago, sorry. Wasn't it? Yeah. But obviously then he died. Sure. So it didn't. So I guess a lot of the songs are just produced by Miller. And a lot of them are what John <laughs> did. And um, I think he probably touched up some of the remaining songs. Yeah. But it was mostly already done, I think. Okay. So it wasn't like, right? you know, like, hey, we found a tape of Tupac, there like, rapping in the shower. Let's put some beats underneath yeah, it and yeah. put it out. Okay, I got you. It wasn't like, it wasn't that. like that. Yeah. And... So that's kind of what I was thinking it was at first, though. And when we reviewed that song, um, Jesus, uh, uh, good, good, good news, was it? Nope. What? <laughs> I don't think so. Was it? Good news. Yeah. Was it good news? The Mac Miller. Oh, song, good yeah? news. You were right. Sorry. Yeah. When we reviewed Good News last week, I thought, God, this is just like a slow, boring kind of going nowhere six-minute song. And yeah. I'd read this interview with. John saying like he had this song like the lyrics were amazing I was thinking like slow down <laughs> like amazing is a little bit of a little p- over the top but I, I get in the music business apparently nobody can ever be critical of anything everyone has well, to yeah. love each other oh, yeah, and everything it's like you're gonna say it makes Hollywood anything. look yeah. like backstabbing well, yeah. like backstab like cutthroat pirate town or something in comparison to the music industry where everyone just loves everything but in the context of this album i suddenly think good news is a very decent song and um it is long but i think just this sort of slow like kind of i mean it's obviously made by a man who is having very big problems with drugs and I think that shines through in it might, the album. Yeah, it might, it might explain quite it a bit It feels almost slightly slowed down and just... Yeah, chill out, chilled but out. But as like a chill out kind of trippy like album, like some beautiful chords, beautiful instrumentation, I think some of the, some of the keyboard parts, it really works. Like if I was... I feel like if you were in like a bad mood and just wanted to get drunk or high and <laughs> just sit <laughs> in your room... And just listen to yeah. something without speaking to anyone or doing anything else, it would be perfect. Yeah, I reckon it could be, yeah. Like, if you just want to wallow in that, I think it's a pretty nice it was album. A pleasant, it was a very pleasant listen. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, don't even, I don't even really know Mac Miller, but I never listened to his uh, previous albums. But it was, it was fine. It was you know, very nice. It was relaxing. His, I think his voice works. It definitely for, works for this, for yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's obviously not a great singer, but yeah, it definitely works in the way like Kanye's voice works, I guess, when yeah. he sings. Or what could you call it, like lounge hip hop? I don't kind know. of. <laughs> it kind of is, though, right? Yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting in a way. It, it hmm, that's an interesting point. I feel like Drake kind of did this first, but not to this level of like laid backness. Yeah. But 
I don't know. I, I can I can see, no pun intended from the song there, I can see why people are pretty high <laughs> on this album. And I can see the song actually is probably my favorite new song of the week. I think that song is better than everything on, on the Pine Grove album at the moment. I just really, really love that, that production on it, just that whole vibe of it. I was really surprised how much I like that song. So... Yeah, pretty, pretty solid album, and one I that I was yeah. not expecting to to like as much as I do. I can't really give it a score because I haven't listened to it more than once. Yeah, I mean, really. I mean, I'd probably go could. like three and a half, I guess, okay. at the moment. Yeah, but I think I actually will listen to it again, which surprised yeah, me. Yeah, I'd definitely like to give this yeah. give us a proper uh, listen. And uh, some of the yeah. songs towards there was there was a part where I thought oh, it's kind of dragging. Was and that? then there was kind of yeah. a point where I, I felt like it's kind of dragging a little bit. But then there's a couple of songs near the end where like the production was just great. I just kind of pulled it back up. It's pretty well sequenced. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised. Anyway, something I was not pleasantly surprised about was uh, Of Montreal's new album. Is it called again? <laughs> something stupid. Your, uh, oh, your, your fun. You're fun. You are fun. fun, wasn't it? You're fun. Yeah. And, uh, well, I'll I'll pop a song on just for, you know, completion sake. Montreal there with you've what's it song? You've had me you've everywhere. Had me everywhere. Wow, yeah. sounds fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I used to be a big fan of Montreal back in about two thousand six, two thousand five, something like that. Really liked Satanic Panic in the Attic. Really liked Hissing Fauna. Are you the Destroyer? A couple other albums I enjoyed, but kind of fell off the radar because it just felt like a case of once again diminishing returns what what is of montreal, of montreal? is it just like one guy of montreal is, like is whole, essentially um one guy yes that's what i thought right yeah uh, kevin barnes kevin barnes okay and obviously live he has a yeah. band but in the studio he does everything oh okay every mm, single instrument i believe so wow okay one of those uh those guys like trent Reznor from nine inch nails right um, just one of those guys, I guess. Um, I, I think he's always had, there's always been the issue with their music where there's going to be something annoying or grating or like some obnoxious sounds here or there. Yeah. But definitely he, he had like a peak and I wouldn't, I don't know. I, I assume this is the first time you've heard of Montreal. It is. Yeah. I mean, you tell me. Is this the usual style? No. Like sort of 80s kind of... No, 
The 80s like, thing is kind of a new thing as far as I'm aware. Sounding. It was definitely more like yeah. contemporary, like indie, like early 2000s. Okay. But Lots of uh, back guitar in, driven. I mean, guitar I, I wouldn't say it was guitar driven, but okay. it was like just that sort of like weird, like that Canadian scene, like that, just that, that whole okay. scene of being like, like, Christ, like Ar- uh, okay. Wolf Parade, Fire. Or Arcade Wolf Fire, Parade. Or, or Sunset Rubdown, like just that okay. weird. Just so that whole scene, he was part of that whole scene. I mean, he's not Canadian, but the band, oh, he's despite not. the name, oh, but. okay, well, it's a bit misleading, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, all right, it always uh, maybe because I initially assumed he was, yeah, that I always kind of lumped him in with those Can- that Canadian scene, and yeah. but he always sort of That's fit it. in with those that, Canadians. I think. <laughs> those Canadians, those goddamn <laughs> Canadians, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. I haven't really... Well, I listened to this once and uh, I don't know, really. Just, it didn't do anything for me. It wasn't memorable. But a no. um, couple of nice tracks, I guess. <laughs> I can't yeah. remember yeah. names or points that were good or better. But yeah. weird track names, right? This one, 20th Century Schizophrenic Revenge Man or something. Well, I mean, it's the man who has an album called Hissing Fauna. Are you the destroyer? All right. So... He's always had that, but don't let me die in America. Get God's attention by being an atheist. <laughs> I mean, I, I, he comes from that era, like when Sufjan Stevens had like like book long titles for all his songs. Like oh, okay. it's just that's what people did then. You know? I see. That that was kind of a thing back then, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I I, I would say it's certainly not. I think there's more. There's more good than bad. Uh, like uh, like objectively bad but i just feel nothing for this album yeah and i'm struggling to understand the purpose of its existence <laughs> i think That's i mean I, deep. I i think i mean so this applies to so many bands and i'm kind of in a way i'm 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 paraphrasing a review i read a contemporary review i read for led zeppelin's presence album yeah but I think it's so true of so many bands who just keep putting out album after album after album for years and years and years is that their music becomes unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Like, I get that. Understand. I understand that Kevin Barnes needs to make new music in order to to tour it and make money. It's a a way of life. But that is surely the only reason this music exists. Like, does he, does this music mean something to him? So he's got something to tour with. Is it in his heart? Like, God, I love these new songs I wrote. Like, I can't expect. hyperspace as well. It is. It's exactly like that. People who've been around kind of too long. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like. I mean, even like you could say with the Stones, or I think that's why Dylan started just doing covers albums. It's like, yeah. like his three discs of Frank Sinatra songs, literally what Dylan that's had right, that's been right. doing. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Like, I get that. So I can go on tour and I'll play all the old songs, whatever. But you know, at least I have an excuse to go on tour. Like, there's just no reason for you to even bother with this. Don't even bother writing new songs. Put a cover album. It probably sell the same amount. Like it just. That's yeah. <laughs> It doesn't I, do an interesting covers point. album in your style I or something. That's a good point. Yeah, these songs couldn't mean anything to him. They couldn't. If they do, it's kind of sad. <laughs> They're so unmemorable. That's right. And I, I, I could, 
you know, I can think of like at least. It is a kind of also like oversaturation, isn't it, of just music in general. We've got so much stuff to, it is. to get it through, is. To, to, out yeah. there to listen to. There, like, there is too it does this much need to music. exist. I get it doesn't really. Does but, it? I mean, so much it doesn't, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. it's sort of getting to a point now where it's like, well, if you've got like 15 albums, maybe you don't need number 16. <laughs> Try to turn that to Stevie Wonder. Well, at least Stevie was know, like, Jesus Christ, Steve was hitting his peak by album That's 16. Right. I mean, right. I mean, obviously it comes with like, what's the word? Well, creativity and just quality music. I mean, I'll never think about Kevin Barnes's creativity. This is a man who's constantly doing insane stuff on all his music, but okay. he's certainly not settling down to a, like an acoustic solo record or anything, but right. maybe he should. Maybe that would be the most interesting thing he could do now. There I mean, he he definitely has some great songs in his past. Yeah, but there's not there's nothing great here. So it's a shame. I mean, I, I'd probably give it two out of five. I don't think it didn't hate. Certainly was not great. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I'd be generous to say two point five. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Whatever. Whatever, whatever, on, on whatever, the whatever, mate. That's a real whatever s- stamp. It, it is one. though, yeah. It, on that, his, on his like, in forehead. a way, like I always say, it's it, in a way, it's the worst. Yeah. I'd rather like just absolutely hate it than just be like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, did you hear that album? Yeah. What do you think? Eh. Yeah. Nothing to say. There you go. Yeah, it used to be better, right? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Was it shite? Yeah. No. It was. Did you like it? Nope. It was extremely mediocre. Like beyond me- mediocre. Mm. Like whole new levels. Like in a way, it's an <laughs> achievement of mediocrity. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Gets the, the stamp, the seal of approval of medi- mediocrity. Yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think uh, we have one more album. Which uh, oh, is yeah. yeah. One, one of your, your choices. Wait a minute, why are you saying it like that? <laughs> trying to cover your tracks there. I'd never heard of them before. <laughs> no. Oh, really? I'd never heard of oh, them Oh, really? Before. They've been around since 2006 or something? Probably just the fact that they have the word club in their name would instantly erase them from my thoughts. But there's Buena Vista Social Club, and there's also a Social Blah 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 Club or someone. A couple of years ago we listened to. Really good group. You know the one. I don't. You really don't? <laughs> not, not from oh, this description. The, um, this Tokyo Police oh. Club who once showed great promise and then threw it all away. Oh, oh bloody hell. Anyway, I, I can't think of it right now. I, I read, a as I was scanning through the internet about this band, I came across a random post on the drowned drownedforsound.com or drowninsound.com oh, right. yeah, yeah. somebody posted any band with the word club or party in their name should be executed <laughs> that was just the wow. post <laughs> wow that's pretty uh, extreme there. Uh, anyway anyway let's, uh, let's, let's give it a poke yeah yay why not eh yeah
that one? <laughs> Everything, Everything, else, wrong. Has gone Everything wrong. else has gone wrong. I don't know. I just think it would be better if he repeated the same line over and over and over again more often. Right, because he's not doing that at all. It's just not enough repetition of basic lyrical lines. Yeah, there are a lot of songs like that on here, actually. Yeah. Actually, I would, I'd be honest, I went into this, I put, well, I went into this expecting something at least enjoyable, because I did... Like a few tracks off their 2014 album, I forget the name of. Um, but this, I think it's called uh, Feel, actually. Yeah. Uh, but this is really nothing special, is it's it? So, it's not <laughs> typical, like, British ping-pong keyboards, two-finger, like, bing-bong, 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 bing-bong. Just keyboard lines throughout the entire album. Like, learn to play some Learn some chords, fellas. <laughs> yeah, it's is a bit it, like that, isn't it? Is everyone in England who plays keyboards got two fingers or what? They might be. <laughs> Don't discriminate. Kill these guys. Really want to be in a band? <laughs> Guess I'll play keyboards. I, I, and like the just those like jingle jangle guitars with like no no consideration yeah. of tone whatsoever. Just. Here's a clean guitar. There you go. Repetitive lyrics. Just unmemorable in every way. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's bad, but it's just such generic, just indie fucking. Just the singer needs pop. a bit more variety in his voice. Is this These no, monotonous, so, just. Yeah, it's very monotonous. His range is like one note. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the first singer I've ever heard whose range doesn't exceed one note. <laughs> <laughs> like every song's in E because <laughs> that's all he can sing in I'd rather listen to what's his name I keep forgetting Devon Bevan oh, bloody name Devendra Banhart I'd rather listen to him to be honest yes so would I yeah, as terrible as I think he is uh, his older stuff was at least ah, yeah. fairly good I actually made a terrible mistake it was So Long See You Tomorrow from 2013 the I album see. that was uh bearable I guess uh, but <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway yeah I guess that's that then once again completely unnecessary music yeah these guys popped up on reddit the other day begging for attention as well so minus some points for that oh did they yeah. okay. hey we're Bombay Bicycle Club you got any questions for us so, yeah, like, why do you suck? Yeah, I wish I'd answer. I wish I'd asked that one. Why what, does your new album suck so much? What it take to become such a shit singer? Yeah. Does your keyboardist have more than two fingers? <laughs> Imagine the responses. Um, I'm your band. <laughs> yeah. I guess what it would be blocked. I guess. Yes, I probably would have got that. People can't take any criticism these days. No, God forbid. Need yeah. a safe space. That's right. ASAP. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, well should we? Uh, oh, did you want to mention soccer, mummy? I guess we could do that if you want to. Yeah. All right. Let's give that a poke. Cool. <laughs>
So, circle the drain there. Nice soccer mommy. Thankfully not a cover of the Katy Perry song. <laughs> circle oh. the drain. Um, so this is Sophie Allison, actually? Yeah. Yes. Why she's called herself Soccer Mummy, but uh, I'm sure there's some background to that. But Yeah, I, I, mm, badly thought of professional mm. name. It's not I the guess. best, is it? <laughs> not really. Fortunately, the music's good there. Yeah. I mean, her her last album, Clean, I really like it. Yeah. That was I really, good. really do. Um, I don't know. What, what did you think of this song? Just very nice indie indie rock pop i guess mm. is it not as good for you as the I, other stuff it, no 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 I don't, I don't remember uh what's it called again you just said clean i don't remember clean that that well because it wasn't even on apple music i tried to re-listen to it's it. it's not there anymore it yeah. suddenly disappeared it sucks um yeah i mean it disappeared there and if i can ever finish organizing my room I will lend you that CD if you'd oh, like. Great. Um, I don't. This to me, I like it enough. It's not like I don't like it, but it feels really to me like late '90s, early 2000s, like an MTV hit when uh, MTV still played music. Like it could okay. be just commercial, just one of those like girls with guitars kind of songs of that era. Yeah, and it yeah, hopefully will grow me, or maybe in the flow of the album, yeah, the album. maybe Upcoming album, it'll yeah. be better but yeah wasn't a huge fan i mean when i think of like your dog which i absolutely loved from clean this is way more commercial and less interesting to me but okay. but we'll see i mean things she is so young it, it's that's right you can you can there's no no telling what direction or mistakes somebody that young might make with their music. So it's interesting to see all the people she's toured with as well, like um, Slow Dive, Jason Mitski, Phoebe Bridges, Frankie Cosmos, like the regulars, I guess, yeah. usual suspects. <laughs> yeah. Some of those, but obviously she's part of that. Is she part of that scene? I mean, I guess they're yeah. all kind of Indeed. just pretty great female artists, really. Yeah. Just killing, killing indie rock, alternative Definitely. rock. Mm. I love, I love this upcoming album cover though. Like it's oh, the album cover is really cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Definitely eighties you know, video That's game right. kind of thing. I like that. Too. <laughs> Presumably, long predates her existence, but <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, anyway, yeah. again, didn't hate. Wasn't liked didn't enough. Hate wasn't great. Wasn't great didn't enough. hate. Wasn't so great. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> no. yeah. Anyway, right. I think that closes out this week's new stuff, finally. Yeah. And that takes us all the way back to the dark ages of 1976. <laughs> For a lot of you <laughs> listeners were born, no doubt. Including us. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, that's right. So, one song that is not on our list, but is a pretty great song, is this one. Don't fear the reaper, nor do 
Fear the Reaper from uh, Blue Oyster Cults. How's it called again? Agents of Fortune? Agents of Fortune. Yes. That was the one. Was in my top ten uh, at the beginning. <laughs> mm. But uh, obviously not anymore. <laughs> yeah. it, it was briefly in mine. But yeah. I I don't know, I like I like the album, but there's just some some songs I don't like. Yeah. And yeah, same here really. Including the first song. I really don't like the first song. So <laughs> it's not a good sign, is it really? I mean, to be honest, that band has been unfortunately ruined for me by disgraced shock jock Anthony Kumia's brother Joe Kumia, who Blue Oyster Cult have um, slipped so far down that Joe Kumia has played with them on stage now. So wow. it's uh, sad times for Blue Oyster Cult. But <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah. it must be very weird to be that big and then so small. And see, like, the stones or whatever, just, like, still the biggest selling concert act of whatever year they go on tour. Yeah. Must really be a kick in the teeth. Yeah. Yeah, like, what did we do wrong? <laughs> That's funny, though, isn't it? It's, it is. Sad, but funny. Yeah. Anywho, not in our lists, apparently, but let's get to your number 10. I think it's your turn. Okay. So my number ten, uh, just edging their way in, is uh, Kisses Destroyer. Oh, almost made my list. Fell off in the last second. Cool. Let's listen. To I mean, cool. Oh, I've <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Good job, Kiss. <laughs> Destroyer, an album that if you'd not been late to my house, <laughs> yeah, probably would have been ended up on my list. Actually, was the wind, the wind yeah. that slowed me down, brother. So, fell yeah. off, fell off. You gave him time to fall off my number ten spot. There you go. But actually, they, is, actually, they yeah. were number. They might have even been number nine. You did quite a lot of rearranging in the yeah, time it yeah, took I you to get here. Yeah, I just this into like, that fifth position at first yeah. and just crept down. down. But um, this is their fourth album. Fourth, al- fourth album studio album, anyway. Followed yeah. the Alive. Uh, followed Kiss Stu- Alive, yeah. Kiss Alive, which was like really popular, wasn't it? It was. I think kind of their breakthrough. And uh, yeah, I think this album marked, you know, um, an increase in production standards, like a much cleaner sound. They, they um, had a pretty famous producer for this. I forget his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Bob uh, something, uh, I think. But. Bob. Yeah, old Bob Bobster. Uh, <laughs> It's a weird like album where it didn't sell as well as they expected. Bob I'd, Ezrin, Ezrin. There you yeah. go. Who yeah. became a very, very well-known producer. Yeah. 
Um, this album didn't sell that well initially. I, th- I think That's maybe fair. the first week it did, or first day it did, and yeah, and then dropped off completely. Okay. And it wasn't until they released, I think, was it Detroit Rock City with Beth as the B side, and Beth became the big song. That's right. That radio station. The first played. song to include an orchestra as well, wasn't it? Yeah, which is of course co-written and sung by Peter Chris, the drummer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, kind of saved this album, I guess, and that that was the song that, as a B side, that put the album over the top in the way that they were expecting it to be. But, yeah. Yeah. Kind of made Chris, uh, Kiss, not Chris. Oh, right. <laughs> Chris oh. made Kiss Chris with that made song. Kiss. Success. Okay, never mind. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> no. Need Eminem on that one. Eminem, come on, help us out. <laughs> but yeah, I guess they they uh, they achieved uh, well. Well, this sort of was the beginning of their success in Europe as well. I think they had a, a tour of first tour of Europe after yep. Alive and Destroyer. So. That's interesting. But it's weird how like this group. I don't know. Like I didn't like them growing up. Actually, I thought they were lame because yeah. of all the makeup and of stuff. Course. And now I just think they're fucking great. They're really cool. I mean, there's I mean, so many so great many riffs great there. Riffs. I mean, yeah, there are. I mean, same like, ACDC really as well, like riff masters really. Yeah, simple yeah. riffs with them more. So, but <laughs> I think ACDC has like some better riffs than Kiss, but okay, but like Back in Black or oh well, yeah, 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 yeah. Highway to, to that Hell, thing. that kind of thing. I'm sure, but, I'm sure. Um. Yeah, it's it's. I, I definitely, obviously, was not into this when I was a kid. I remember seeing them on Scooby Doo. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's right. But I also remember the first time I actually heard Kiss's music and was kind of surprised by how acceptable it was to my extremely prejudiced tastes as a teenager. <laughs> like it wasn't like un like unacceptable or anything. So yeah, I, I feel like I don't know. Like there's so many bands that. I mean, they're basically Aerosmith, but except instead of dressing like fairies, they dress like cartoon characters. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. Me. I mean, you know, musically, there's not that much difference. Sure. I mean, obviously, Stephen Tyler's a much better singer than Paul Stanley or Gene Simmons, but yeah. I mean, they're all part and parcel of the same thing. It's just a lot of kind of like, I think. I think Kurt Cobain called it butt rock, just butt rock riffs, just just like ass rock. Like <laughs> what, just, in what sense? It just like it's just the old kick same. ass ass. Or? No, <laughs> as a negative. Okay. Not, I don't think even shit. Just like those like kind of riffs. Load, just like okay. just everyone does those kind of like oh, okay. rock seventies ah, rock okay, riffs. Okay. Like all these bands were doing the same kind of riffs. That's right. That was, this was, I mean, a, the, the, I guess not the start, but this was, a, I think, a year of time of a lot of this big studio, like st- stadium rock, wasn't it? We got Boston, Definitely, we got yeah, yeah. Smith, uh, Kiss, obviously, yeah. and uh, a lot of others, but... Yeah. 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 Journey, journey waiting to come through. Oh, Journey, yeah. Well, they had AC, an album, DC, didn't they? They did, yeah. Not so successful, but yeah. certainly... Uh, ready, ready to bring spring out, ACDC yeah. too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, anyway, shall we go? Shall we move on? We shall indeed. To your <laughs> number 10. Number 10. I feel like you'll probably table this one, oh, but my number look. 10 is Rush's 2112. I think we will be uh, tabling that. Okay. All right, number nine. 
for me? Yeah, yeah. right. My number nine might surprise you. Okay. It is the Eagles Hotel Ooh, California. It does surprise me because I listened to that this morning and thought it was garbage. And I knew you'd say that. <laughs> yeah. Just I love I mean I like I do love the title track, but Oh well uh, that's what I thought too. Anyway, let's let's put a track on. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, that's it. That's the one. Yeah. Try and love again. So the the penultimate track on the album. Now this is before you, Chris, say anything. Cause I know you, you don't like this. Uh, <laughs> I obviously this album starts with Hotel California, and if you don't, well, goes without saying. It's a classic song. We've heard it millions of times, and I still love the song. I think it's mm. great, and I didn't expect anything to be good after that because it's the Eagles and they're extremely commercial, overplayed, et cetera, et cetera. But this is the album that, had, um, that Joe Walsh uh, appeared on. I think he's their new guitarist, and he wrote a couple of the tracks. I think track three, uh, Life in the Fast Lane. And uh, it really grew on me. Like That song, um, New Kid in Town, the song we just heard on the last track, it's just really... Uh, really really good music um there's some lovely guitaring the double guitar we just heard there and uh really well written, written 76 songs. yeah yeah there yeah, a lot of that this year right but um i just think it's a really really good album mm. and it's one i think it's a grower somehow i've never really heard it properly before and uh i can see myself listening to this a lot more yeah i think in the right situation i could probably enjoy listening like drinking a lot but <laughs> i mean th i've heard this album before a couple of times yeah and it's just I, first i think i just hate don henley i think don henley might is a be that fucking cunt he, <laughs> aside, well, he... aside from all the murdered teenagers in his house i just think he's such a like devoid of like humility like just incapable of self-reflection or self-criticism asshole as a songwriter and probably as a person it's always complaining about something but never looking on himself in any way and i just i it's so commercial and polished and just it, it, it might as well be like just we were making fun of bieber last week it might as well be justin bieber to me just with guitars or Ed Sheeran. It's the 70s version of that for me. 
Well, there are a lot of albums this year had a really, yeah. really high production. I know. Uh, that's why uh, I, levels. Of I, mean, I, I haven't mentioned. I haven't mentioned it yet, but I really hate 1976. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I don't. I don't find that at all, really. Um, but I mean, I guess looking back, in it maybe if we were growing up then, maybe I would. I would have said something similar. But for me, like this, this and some other albums similar to it are e- excellent. And really enjoyable. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm, I wouldn't say I hate it. To be honest, I hate the like the idea of it more than anything. But <laughs> I just Henry doesn't sing on every track as well. By the way, no, I, I know that. I know. <laughs> oh no, he does play the drums. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. I, I think just Don Henley's presence as a human being is, is a <laughs> you just, massive. You just you you in in it for well, sorry you're. Uh, you hate him. I, what's to like? <laughs> what's to like about a man like Don Henley, who thinks of himself as God, won't even let people cover his songs for free? That's like uh, Brian, Brian May. Isn't it? Exactly. Brian He's May. just as bad, if not worse. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a total twat. <laughs> Plus, at least Brian May never had any 16-year-old girls OD and die in his bedroom. Well, to our knowledge. Well, never had any police reports written <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or any high-powered Hollywood agents cover it up. Yeah. So, yeah. Fuck you, Doc. All right. Well, should we move, <laughs> moving on to your number nine? <laughs> yes. So, my number nine is the opposite of your number nine opposite the literally the antithesis it is a perfect antonym to the eagles and it is the modern lovers by the modern lovers oh you like that we did i'm Although, surprised why would you be surprised you didn't give any response when i asked when i said how much i like well that. to be honest the f- on first four <laughs> tracks i don't like oh, really? and this is just another thing in 1976 again i, I need to reiterate i think 1976 is the worst year ever in music up to this point and if i did consider abstaining for the at least the first three of this list yeah and doing a top seven (laughs) (laughs) but that wouldn't be fun so the modern lovers i i don't think that i think the first few songs are so basic and obvious i mean but probably in that time they were not Mm. But listen to it now. I love the first track there. What's it called again? Rock. I, I think Rock it's the worst song in the album. That's so interesting. interesting. No, <laughs> That's I love interesting. that track, yeah. It's so, like, generic, just, like, proto-punk. But of that time, though? But I, of course, but I'm not listening. I didn't listen to it then. So I'm listening to it now. I can't possibly distract... I can't, like, subtract every other song that sounds exactly like that. But I mean, I we have been trying to do that, haven't we? Like, but listen it's, to it within the context. Yeah, but it's... It, I think it's a really bland song. The same with anyway. the Ramones. I prefer Modern Lovers to Ramones by a mile. Well, me too. Yeah. But um, I think the Ramones album has at least three songs that are miles better than the first track on this Modern Lovers album. But, and also I hate that Pablo Picasso song, kind of. But I think uh, by... I did, the lyrics were quite annoying. It was just, yeah. it was okay, but it just was too much. Yeah. By track five, though... She cracked. I started really getting into this. And the song I'm going to play now, I think, is a genuine classic song. Okay.
get out of the hospital let me back into your life I can't stand what you do I'm in love with your eyes and when you get out of the dating bar I'll be here to get back into your life I can't stand what you do I'm in love with your eyes Oh, I can't stand what you do Sometimes I can't stand you And it makes me think about me That I'm involved with you But I'm in love with this power that shows through in your eyes So that was Modern Lovers there with Hospital, my personal favorite song on the album, which is basically enough for me to put it here. I think basically, I, I, <laughs> really? I think from, from track yeah. five onwards, this is really good. I mean, it's so obviously influenced by the Velvet Underground. Ah, in, yeah, like that's a good so yes. completely that's and totally that I, for the first four tracks, I just wrote it off like, just whatever but I to me I don't know especially when I got a hospital there it just felt like that song could come out this year and you would it would still sound oh is that my air conditioning that background noise I thought that was like a, a jet a airplane taking <laughs> off or something. it's not that loud no no it was just I, I, like, it just felt like a song that could come out this year and it wouldn't sound dated in the slightest and it's also like remarkably sort of like intelligent, I think, his lyrics and and mm. and just like especially in an era where everything's just like party rock, like let's meet some girls, bro. Like everything's get like drunk. that. Gonna get drunk and meet the girls down at the bar, dudes. Like everything's like that, and it's just like this guy's singing about Picasso and like like museums in like Massachusetts and stuff. Like it's just. <laughs> It really did sort of resonate with me a bit, and it, I guess it would be like proto punk, much like. So you don't resonate with uh, getting drunk in bars. <laughs> well, but <laughs> I, I mean, thought that was your cup of tea. <laughs> I mean, in, it is in a way, but like when I'm sitting listening to like music, like from like a, a quality standpoint. Yeah. When I'm like judging music on like what is the best then I'm trying to, I'm generally looking for something that like actually like impresses me artistically or something. I mean, that's, that, that's kind of what I would like from music in a way. I mean, not like every, every album on this list has like anything particularly like in, in intellectual or anything, Yeah. but that does. And it, it just felt, so raw and real and, and educated. I really liked it in that and sense. That's, that, yeah, like it did it did sound very raw and youthful. I guess. I guess they're a young group. And, and this album was recorded from like the seventies to seventy four. I guess. Oh yeah. From nineteen seventy to nineteen seventy four. That's why the first few songs sound. So basic compared oh. to some of the later songs. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. 
they were recorded. So it was of like the early 70s, not the mid mid 70s. I mean, literally, the, the first track was recorded in 1970. Oh, I didn't so, know that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it was definitely a very, very early version of proto-punk, I guess. Mm, that's cool. But, um, yeah. It's definitely something I'm coming back to. An album I'm coming it back kind of reminds me of Slint a little bit or stuff like that. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I... Certainly not a perfect album, but... Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. Quite, quite a lot of those this year. Mostly those this year. But <laughs> there we go. That was my number nine. So... All right. So my number eight is Rising by Rainbow. Okay. Let's listen to something from that. Okie doke. This was an album that was actually on my list as well until this morning. It was just, you know, I think some of it is amazing and then some of it I don't really like. So it is a what's the word? Opposite a top heavy, bottom heavy album. I don't. I, I think it's pretty consistent. Half. Honestly, it's just sort of like there, there was stuff. There was songs in the second half that I really, really liked, but there was, it was just throughout. It was like. Great song, don't really like that one. Great song, don't really like that one. That's how it was for me. So, yeah, like, mm, I bloody love this album. That's it, really. Um, Ronnie, da- Ronnie James, no, Dio, Dio just got this f- amazing yeah. vo- rock voice. And what can you say about him? Got Cozy Powell on the drums. Obviously, Richie Blackmore killing these simple but memorable great riffs. And um, it's just a great, you know, hard rock album one of the best yeah i'd say yeah I, I think it's it's a really good album it's just i was never that comfortable with it on my top 10 but yeah i mean again not many albums i think are without flaws from 76 so oh. I, I think it's a great album and you yeah, know it fell off but could have easily been there too have to say as well one of the uh some of the worst album covers of all time by rainbow I think this one they're less offensive ones. No, no, this one, yeah, but I mean, it's in terrible. General, it's absolutely the terrible. The one before still, and, but uh, Richie Black, Richie Blackmore's Rainbow, and uh, is it Rock and Roll? The next album? Oh, they're, they're oh, just, long, long live Rock and they're Roll. They're just all terrible. <laughs> Anything Richie Blackmore touched, all the <laughs> yeah. Deep Purple album covers too, just oh, pure yeah. garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he had any. He has the worst taste of, artist in of that, yeah. any human being who ever lived. I think it's <laughs> quite a statement, but yeah, they're pretty terrible. There was yeah. in that yeah. Six Underground movie, that Michael Bay movie oh, that's yeah, on yeah. Netflix. There's a scene where like the bad guy is angry about something his one of his bodyguards comes in wearing a t-shirt that says like the man with an arrow pointing to his face yeah and the legend with an arrow pointing to his dick uh-huh. and 
the bad guy looks at him and goes, Really? And his bodyguard just goes, I have bad taste. Okay. That's Richie Blackmore. That's Richie Blackmore. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. Like, if you asked Richie Blackmore, really, these album covers, yeah. Richie, his only defense could be, I have very bad taste. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, anyway. But yeah, really good album. Good choice. Oh, yeah. Glad it's there. So my number eight is mm. Earth, Wind, and Fire's Spirit. Ooh. Let's give that a poke. Yep. Wind and Fire there with the song Earth, Wind and Fire Very from their uh, album cleverly Spirit. Tighter. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is a great one, eh? Great album, actually. Legitimately, my first great album on my list. Um, it's kind of interesting that Charles Stepney, who was like a long-time producer, died in the midst of recording this album. So Maurice... Was just blown away by how great it was? Just died? Heart attack? <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> Drug overdose, no doubt. Um, let's see. Uh, Sorry. Just heart attack, yes. Oh, okay, I almost got it. Heart attack. I did get it. Well, he was only 45, Jesus Christ. That wow, sucks. We'll be dead in a few years then. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> oh, Ooh. God. So, um, Maurice White, who was the founding member of Earth, Wind & Fire, went on to mostly arrange and produce the album. All right. So uh, the reason they called the album Spirit was in dedication to Charles Stepney. But That's this was nice. This was a, nice. a big album for them, I guess. Was it the first, like, fairly successful one? Um, this have, this was their seventh album. I know they've had so a bunch, yeah. But. I mean, it got to number two on the Billboard 200. Okay. It was, okay. It's double platinum there you now. Go. But yeah, it might the be US, their first breakthrough. First success, well, pop, very popular one. Just, just really good. I mm, don't it's know. a really solid album. Um, super I mean, solid. Great musicians. You love the guitars and I love the yeah. bass, obviously. As I say, like, if it's another day, I might put this in my top ten. Yeah. It was it's just all about the, the the mood, you know. Really, it just like when we talk about production. Like obviously, this is like a super polished sound, but this is like the sort of polished sound that I appreciate. Whereas when it's rock music, I I need it to be a little rougher. So I've noticed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how it is. So no, I get anyway. that. I get that. Anyway, yeah. Alrighty, let's bounce on. So my. Seventh, okay. Oh, really? Okay. Aerosmith rocks. Alrighty. Yeah. Give that a listen.
was uh, Sick as a Dog, uh, the fifth track on Rocks, uh, Aerosmith's fourth studio album. Uh, rock and roll, baby. I mean, it's raw, it's, it's heavy, it's full of typical Aerosmith riffs. It obviously sounds like Led Zeppelin a lot in places. In one song, it sounds like they're doing a cover song. I think the one at the end there, what's it called? Uh, bloody, uh, just a minute. Get get the lead out. There you go, lead. Mm. Yeah. It's almost like they were. I feel like "Sick as a Dog" a could there. be a later ACDC song too. But. Yeah, actually, yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Yeah, it's weird. Like they were all coming from like that same place, that seventies rock. That's right. This is one of those albums where I think, like, just as an album, like I really like it. I do, and it would be really fun to listen to. In many circumstances. Just listening to it for this, it just felt a bit basic and a bit of a step down from uh, Toys in the oh, Attic really? for me. Okay, that's interesting. I just I mean, didn't, does I, people say it's r- rougher, a re- rougher, rougher and readier or something? So maybe that makes mm-hmm. sense. More basic. I guess so. It, it just felt, yeah, like more basic, and I like it, of course, but I, I, I didn't really consider it for this. Yeah, it's also, I mean, for what it matters. Uh, extremely influential. A lot of a lot of uh, artists have said how it influenced them. Guns and Roses, Metallica, Nirvana, for example, have listed it as one of their favorite albums. But yeah, that, yeah. that Nirvana thing is weird because that makes like no sense to me. But oh, what did, yeah, Kurt Cobain said uh, what was that? Oh, just he just it was, uh, in, it was in his is doc- it, it's in his journals, yeah, in one his of his journals, favorite yes. albums. But he had that. like he had multiple lists of favorite albums then, and like they were yeah. like always like completely different. Oh, really? You, you, read, you read? I have his... read the journals. Oh, yeah. really? Okay, yeah. that's interesting. Um, but I mean, I, I know in Slash's book, he's. But I think a lot of it was just like those '80s guitarists were say, born yeah. at right. the right time. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. could have been any album. <laughs> This really sounds like Guns N' Roses to me as well. A lot of it does. I mean, like Guns N' Roses covered, covered Mammakin from the first Aerosmith album. Oh, okay. On, on Lies. Yeah. So, they definitely had a... It, it, they're definitely sort of like a spiritual successor to them in a way, I guess. But it's also like a lot of ACDC sounds like Guns N' Roses, especially the, the Bon Scott era, I think. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Highway to Hell. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of era and especially that sort of Elton John. Sound. A mm. lot of Elton John does too with Axles, like later stuff with the piano. And right, that's right. Freddie Mercury Rain or and yeah. stuff like that. Sure. It's just that's when they were born. I think. Yeah. Like if they were born ten years earlier, it would have been all Zeppelin. Sure. So it's. I mean, I I think it's a a really good album. I really like it, of course, but I don't think it's a special album or anything. It's just a good album. It's just a good rock album, but I don't. Yeah, mm, special. Yeah, I guess it's not anything new. There's no new territory explored on it. It's a it's a very solid rock and roll album. I yeah. love it. Pretty much yeah. that. That's it. Yeah. Alrighty. Right. So. So that was your number seven. Seven. So my number seven is Marvin Gaye's oh. "I Want You." All right. Let's give that a poke. Yes. Slide it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
title track there from I Want You by Marvin Gaye. Fourteenth yeah. studio album. Fourteenth, really? Yeah. And uh, recorded in uh, Marvin's room, <laughs> the studio. Um, I don't know. I mean, th this this was actually higher originally for me, and it kind of dropped down because so many of the songs have women having orgasms in the background, which <laughs> yeah. just <laughs> just kind of feels like excessive, like when it's on like three or four tracks. But I I love this this album. This album is mm. one of those albums that was sort of initially sort of reviewed kind of okay, but in in hindsight has been has been like reappraised much higher as a as a pioneer in the quiet storm genre and and this sort of like idea i guess of, of just making r&b and soul music so sexual and so overtly <laughs> opulent yeah but i i think the production is absolutely amazing like there's it is, so much going is. on I, re I, li I really enjoyed it to be honest like i just need i needed more time with it to really get a better feel for it but it was it was a very good it's a very good album it's only the first album i think there's ever been where it's this like, overtly erotic and and yeah i wonder sexual. if someone like prince was influenced by this i'm sure prince was massively influenced by it because <laughs> actually well so many like so many musicians have actually credited this album as yeah. as a massive influence on todd rungren robert palmer madonna um, oh, okay. D'Angelo, oh, R. Kelly, Prince, oh, Sade, Kelly. <laughs> obviously R. Kelly, <laughs> dirty bastard, <laughs> obviously, but it, it's just this this wonderful mix of soul and, and some jazz and this like kind of funk and and like sort of also like rhythmically building to what disco would become very soon. It's a tremendously pioneering album in that sense like production wise and musically yeah but i just i love it yeah i've loved it for a long time there it is awesome so your turn oh yeah oh yeah so up to uh, number six for me yeah uh boston boston i guess by boston boston by boston or just boston's debut album Sure. Self-titled. Already. Right. Say about this one, eh? 
this uh, this really started from uh, I guess uh, Tom Schultz's uh, demo tape, and um, they I mean they've been trying for years to get you know properly signed or whatever. And who was it? Epic Records finally signed them, but somehow they ended up just recording this in Schultz's like uh, basement fucking studio thing or like bedroom or whatever and it was incredible that they they got this sound really yeah yeah, yeah incredible they got this sound from it all such an incredibly polished well rehearsed obviously uh, uh, sound they had and a little too polished for me yeah but the yes. compositions are just fantastic um, I, I mean just the hooks the guitaring just everything about it. it's just spot on obviously yeah obviously it's perfect it's there's, I don't think there's ever been a bit of more perfectly recorded rock album actually probably and it's certainly one that Back in Black is probably better well I mean, at this, this point in time at that point in time and that's historically true. Uh, that's a really true. significant album um, just great songs from start to finish as well I mean I, I, I've always really loved this album I really um, like I mean it was definitely a content for my list I, I think I, one one things I appreciate about it was how tight it is it's not like there's no 20 minute songs on it mm, which is that's for a, sure. definitely a bonus for me um, it's a little too polished for me a little too sparkly and clean but I do think it's a really good album you can hear like this is definitely how groups like Journey got their all those, clean all those yeah, bands yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. really clean sort of studio sound I mean great, I mean, great, great vocals as well I mean that Ah, uh, what's that? That part, you know, and one of the feeling there is just—it's incredible. That has to beautiful. be a manipulation of one. They, point. Yeah, he did. He did yeah. stuff with that. That was going to yeah. say like he was—he was experimenting. There's several times um, on the album yeah. where he's singing yeah. notes that are yeah. impossible for that's, that's right. a man to sing, basically. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, he was using. I think. I mean, I think he could be. I a think he was studying at um, a Massachusetts. Institute of Technology or something and he was like playing with sounds and okay. all kinds of things and I think that he was yeah he was um, certainly ahead ahead of the time the, the era I guess yeah I mean he basically invented the 80s like metal sound with that album I guess oh but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a really solid album I think it's kind of front heavy with the best song like the first two tracks are the two best songs and it's kind of drops off from there a bit but it's there's no there's no like points where it's like just needlessly twiddly or like 10 minutes of nonsense or like a bunch of circus music like the Kansas album has from this year <laughs> some great stuff on that actually there is yeah, yeah. but it's ruined by like yeah. 15 minutes of like do 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 I think that was the, the genesis effect somehow yeah, yeah, that's probably why rock. I will always kind of sort of hate genesis in a way even when I like some of their music it's just yeah I did, did you listen to what was it called again? not this year I didn't a trick know. of the tail was very good actually mm. not as good as uh, the, what's it called the lamb broadway whatever something of I can't forget the bloody name mm. but yeah, yeah I know what you mean like there was a lot of that Especially this year. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> a lot of circus music. A lot of just <laughs> needless yeah. ruining of good songs. Yeah. But this this album is free of that. And um, yeah, it didn't make my list, but 
I, it was definitely on there for a long time. And been I think lot, for this this time. sort of like... Isn't that a song on this <laughs> This like overly polished, overly pristine, like mega commercial rock music. It's one of the better examples of it. Yeah. So anyway, let's bounce along. Yep. And that was your number six. Six of my six is the Isley Brothers Harvest for the World. Oh, interesting. Let's listen to something from that. track there harvest for the world by the isleys yeah um yeah i just think it's such a, a great tight album nothing wasted all great songs there's nothing overly long there's nothing pointless there <laughs> um it's really well produced without being overly polished ronald isley's vocals are great not your best your love is Probably my favorite song on the album, but it takes a while to, to really get into, which oh, was also okay. covered by Frank Ocean on his Endless album, which is an amazing cover. Oh, cool. An amazing cover of an amazing song. So that's it. I just, I just prefer this kind of thing <laughs> to the other kind of thing. Yeah, Harvest for the World is one of the greatest songs, really. It's fantastic. It is a great song. But, but the album is just really full mm. of really good songs. And cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number five. Five is Joni Mitchell. Oh, we have to table that one. Hedgera? Hedgera? Hedgera. Hedgera, I think. All right. Hedgera. But we will be tabling it regardless. My number five is a bit of a shock, I expect. Oh, yeah? It is Steely Dan's The Royal Scam. What? Yep. Now? Now. (laughs) Of all times. Yep. Interesting. Let's give that a poke. Yep.
Kid Charlemagne there. Ah, from, uh, the first track was it? First track from the Royal Scam by Steely Dan. Obviously, a band that I've not appreciated or understood the or neglected. <laughs> no, um, not being able to comprehend the overwhelming love and and admiration for up to this point. They were. That's interesting. I, I think a lot of people wouldn't pick, put this above the previous ones. Not I in the list I've not. seen anyway. But a lot of people are wrong. <laughs> Oops! There you go. On the record, there. Yeah. I I think this album is certainly, from what I've heard so far, the tightest, the most normal, <laughs> like the most, like just straightforward song structures. Certainly, the best musicianship. You got Larry Carlton playing guitar, who's just oh, just shitting all over almost everyone who ever played guitar. Certainly, miles better than every seventies guitarist on a technical level. Um, just I don't know all the the vocals, the melodies, the song structures, like just this this sort of like rock version of like sort of what Marvin Gaye was doing, I think production wise, ah, okay. but just this sort of like rockified version of it. I I was I was I listened to this as a desperation, like hail Mary, give me something to put on this list, please God. Like not expecting anything, yeah. And it, I absolutely loved. It. I just kept going through song to song, thinking like, okay, well, three songs in, I was like, well, this, this is on my top ten already because it's better than my ten, nine, and eight. Just with these three songs, but it just kept getting better and better. And I think if I had, if I knew the album better, yeah. it might even be higher. Okay. But I, I really, Ooh, really got like me intrigued. This. If you like Steely Dan, you probably don't like this. But if you like good music, then you might. Wait a minute. (laughs) What's that supposed to mean? (laughs) Okay. Maybe you should go back and listen to the previous Steely Dan. No, I definitely don't like it. Absolutely sure. 100%. Because of the guitar. I I just think it's a sloppy mess of just garbage Mm. most of the time. There's some decent things, elements in the music, but... Ricky, don't lose that number. just, Just not... Not for me. It's corny. It's trash. A lot of the time, like <laughs> guitar playing way. is trash. Like so much of it is corny. I don't think the music's trash. <laughs> well, I I think a lot of the songs, and I'm looking at songwriting okay. primarily. I couldn't give a fuck how virtuoso anyone is at playing an instrument if the songs are good. Okay. I, I I don't care if you're a great musician if you can write good songs, but. I just don't think those old those previous albums had that many good songs on them. Okay, fair enough. So, can we move along? Of course. I'm up to wait. So what? what so what was that? That was my number five. Okay, so my four. You've I think you've already mentioned is Rush's Twenty One Twelve. I did. Okay, let's listen to something from that.
Alright, tears there. Bye, Journey. <laughs> Alright. A part of the, uh, the opus, I guess. Which I, I just, for me, the, the if it's just the opus, I don't even like the album that much. I think there's parts of that first track that are great, but I think his Robert Plant impression is awful. And it's straining his vocals to a point where he sounds ridiculous. And it doesn't really gel that well. To me, if it was four different songs that they just separated, it would work better. Yeah, like, as I said off off my, I couldn't disagree more. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that, that's, I, I get it. But yeah, that's the it, reason I like the album. Yeah, I, for me, it's the worst part of the album. <laughs> that's interesting. So. Yeah, I, I just love it. I mean, I, yeah, I, I get maybe the vocals, like he's sort of screeching and struggling and stuff. And uh, I guess I just love parts of that seven-part opus or whatever you want to call it. But there's some parts with just such highs on it, um, you know, like uh, emotional highs that it sort of brings I, out. I, I think and some parts of it are, are great, too. There are some annoying parts, maybe, as, yeah. That's, that's it. it. To me, like, as a whole, it doesn't work. But that's me I guess yeah no I mean it's it is interesting to have an album where it's like this great big piece of music followed by sort of four or five conventional rock songs and I think that's what they I think they conventional songs were actually written before the 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 20 minute yeah. piece which is interesting I, I just think that 20 minute thing is so disjointed anyway it could have yeah. easily become four separate songs that were properly fleshed out and I would it would have been a, a much better album but oh, yeah that's interesting i mean it, it's yeah. like making a 20 minute song for what reason just to make a 20 minute song well that, that was like a it was like a story that uh, neil P, uh, Piet wrote or like a, a science fiction story based on a i think a german writer writer's uh, uh, futuristic work but um yeah i mean he i mean i get he, it but i mean there's plenty of concept albums where every song just continues the story without being 20 minutes long so well yeah i, I think it's kind of a, a foolish way to go about things but i understand that the al- that that is highly revered and everything but i i just i think it it's a missed opportunity to do something even better than they did yeah mm. anyway that's fair enough anyway. right <clears throat> so, what are we up to then that was my four that was four. So my number four is Stevie Wonder's song in the key of life. Oh, we'll have to uh, table that. All right. For a minute. So your number three. Uh, David Bowie's Station to Station. Have to table that. Okay. So my number three is Johnny Mitchell's Hey Jira. All right. Why well, you already tabled that. that? That was my five. Let's give it a poke. Okay. <laughs> We just come from such different sets of circumstance I'm up all night in the studios and you're up early on your ranch You'll be brushing out a broodmare's tail While the sun is ascending and I'll just be getting home with my real to real There's no comfort in there Just how close to the bone and the skin and the eyes and the lips you can get Still feel so alone and still feel related. So, Coyote there from Hedjura, Johnny Mitchell, for the rest of her truly good, yeah. truly good albums, oh, I yeah. guess. Um, unfortunately, I don't know what happened. But, yeah. What a great album, eh? 
I mean, this was a surprise to me. I'd never heard this before. I hadn't even heard Coyote, which I now obviously love. Well, obviously, but I didn't say obviously before, but it's fantastic. It is. Yeah. And the title track is amazing. Too. And this was oh, actually yeah. the first Joni Mitchell album I owned, and Coyote was the first song I heard, oh, as I it? mentioned before, oh, really? oh. during oh, watching did, The Last Waltz. <laughs> um, just being a big Scorsese fan, mm. watched it, never even heard of the band, as I think we mentioned long several weeks ago. Growing up, nobody ever mentioned the band. That's true. And uh, so that was the first I'd ever seen of them. And the first I'd ever... I knew of Joni Mitchell's name, I guess, but that was the first song of hers that actually made, meant something to me. And so the first time I ever bought of hers. And I think mm. it's it's not as revered as a couple of the other previous mm, ones, but... True. I I have to say, I found this more enjoyable than some of the albums I previously said were really really well I previously thought were great uh, this is cr- wonderful I, start yeah. to finish I, I think I still again think this is better than blue even though I, oh, I, I, I know, like easily easily as much as I like blue I, I yeah. just think it's so overrated and the the f- albums that followed it are just all better than it up to this point yeah so we have got to th- have to say how great that bass player is man. great Great place. Actually, player. can I just say his full name because I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> just a minute, I found this. So he's, uh John Francis Anthony, inverted commas, Jaco Pastorius the Third. Wow. Or Jaco Pastorius, for short. <laughs> Where do you get these names from? Sounds much Greeker <laughs> when you just go Jaco, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pastorius, but the fretless bass and the harmonics, right? Yeah, I mean, it just, it's so the cool. musicianship is so great on this album. Yeah. And, and Joni doesn't do any any of that annoying stuff except for maybe one line on. Uh, Did she laugh once in this album? There's a song. <laughs> oh, she might do, but it didn't stick with me. There's there's a song. Which song is it? Um, it didn't stick out like her teeth. Furry sings the blues. She Oh, okay. She does a bit of a, bit of a voice at one point, but it's certainly yeah. not like uh, Big Yellow Taxi where I want to pummel my fists into her face and knock her front teeth out <laughs> probably need some equipment for that <laughs> oh dear me only kidding but the town bike was killing it again yes. <laughs> anyway <laughs> solid work Joni well done yep. a really great album honestly. it is it's, it's lovely and, and the title track is amazing too yes okay so that was my number three that was my five so your number two then my three Three. Oh, sorry. David really? Bowie, Station to Station. Oh, we did. Uh, we already mentioned that one. I already tabled that one. Did you? Oh, okay. Yes. Let's do that now. Then. <laughs> no, I already tabled it. <laughs> oh, for later? Two. Yes. <laughs> oh, so I've got to tell, tell yeah. you my number two then? Yes. But you've tabled this. Okay, so let's do this now. Stevie Wonder's Songs in the Key of Life. All righty. All right. E. Yep. <laughs> Wasting 
lost their days in remembrance of ignorance so disgrace tell me who will come Stevie Wonder there with Pastime Paradise from the the, the opus the yeah. tremendous songs in the key of life the only reason it's a little bit low on my list is yeah. that there are some elements that like i'm not crazy about but i mean such yeah. a massive album I it's mean, huge isn't it if i could take this album just like eliminate a couple of things yeah it it would have been absolutely perfect but in a way like its flaws also kind of make it perfect like yeah to be this this ambitious is that was kind, incredible. Is kind of remarkable. Weren't there literally hundreds of people working on this album? Like it's a list crazy of when you look Did you through, look at it? Yeah, like the backing it, singers right? and stuff. It's literally, just, like you're scrolling down for like minutes on your like phone. There's like 50 yeah. or 60 people just yeah. singing on this. Obviously, yeah. Minnie Ripperton, one of them. That's right. She's in there. The one who's protege. I guess Stevie, uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. And that's also his 18th album. <laughs> yeah, but there, there's like a lot of, there's some really good guitarists on this album too. And yeah. Just, uh, it's just some great songs. Just oh, yeah. so much stuff that, I mean. Isn't this she is, lovely? Isn't she lovely, obviously. Yeah. Another star. Um, yeah. Well, just, let me just what do they have there? Uh, like, I, I think Knock, Knocks Me Off My Feet is amazing. Obviously, another star like you mentioned. I love the title. I love the first track, "Love's in Need of Love." Yeah, today. yeah. I, I think. I mean, there's a couple of songs near the end where he's doing that like <laughs> kind of like thing that I don't like, but but it's so great. And if you actually like look it up on Wikipedia, there's so many famous people said it's like yeah. their favorite album of all time. That's, like, oh yeah, that's right. And even like F- Phil Anselmo from Pantera. It was oh, like really? saying it was like transcendent or something. Like, wow. like it was like a next next level otherworldly experience or something. So that's incredible. It's really touched. I mean a he lot was so people. in touch with music, so in touch with like the the whole the world, wasn't it? His sen- yeah, on. absolutely. But he did it Just, without mm. usually without sounding too preachy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And even like his God songs are not like Curtis Mayfield's where oh, it's yeah. like super religious or whatever yeah and just his sense of melody wait a minute this sounds 104 yeah. minutes long. yeah that's it's incredible it's, isn't a, it? it's a long one to get through yeah and that's that's kind of one of the reasons why it's lower for me because i just I, yeah yeah i just didn't have the opportunity to like really i mean obviously i've heard this album before i have this album but to be like oh yeah i'm gonna to listen to this like four times to make sure how good it is is not a possibility sure it's 104 minutes long but uh, a great album stevie yeah. was the king kind of the last album of his classic period sadly uh yeah i think it was that was it yeah. some people say it was four albums long six some albums six. eight albums yeah. long but this was the end <laughs> quite a run like him and i guess bob dylan dylan him uh, dylan the stones, stones maybe Zek. beatles i guess beatles yeah yeah Pretty much the greatest runs for many a year. At least up to this certainly point. nobody. Maybe the Smiths were the only ones in the in the eighties oh, that came close yeah. to like a, we'll such uh, a solid run. But we'll see. We will see. Anywho, that was your number two. It was. Yes, it is my number. My two. number two is Bob Dylan's Desire. Yeah. Oh, that's a surprise. Yeah. I mean, not that it's not. Not that it's there as a surprise, but it's not your number one. Obviously, that's... It well, was my, number, my number, one number one for a while, so. but anyway, let's yes. give, give something up. All right. Oh, 
own cup of coffee there mm. by Bob Dylan and yeah I mean Desire Desire 17th album yes <laughs> up there with and, uh, and one of his best Stevie. and sadly his yeah. best for probably quite a few years but yeah um, it's just the end of his well, it wasn't exactly a run was it but uh, not really because he had a really big drop off in the middle there <laughs> but yeah he has a really big drop off for a few years now until the 90s I guess but okay. it'll be interesting to check him out never really listened to him I never listened to any yeah. of these uh, upcoming yeah. uh, religious albums <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> probably for good reason yeah but I, it'll I, be, it'll I, be fun I mean this 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 to me and my number one they, they were just bouncing back and forth and even up to this morning this was number one and in a yeah. way they're kind of joint number one yeah but I always go with Dylan so I thought I'd <laughs> Go the other way this time. Yeah. I, I love some, some of the songs I really like on his Hurricane Mozambique. Yeah. Obviously, one more cup of coffee. Joey's good. Despite jo- Joey one, is one about, critic hating, hating Yeah, it. which ridiculous thing is Dylan's worst song, which yeah. is absolutely ludicrous. Obviously, it's very long, but it's an amazing song. Yeah. Emmy Lou Harris doing That's right. vocals all oh, over the album. Great, isn't she? Actually, Joey's about um, in The Irishman. Oh, yeah. The guy he kills in the restaurant. Yeah. Like the guy who insults Joe Pesci in the nightclub. Right. And then they go to the restaurant and he kills him. That's the joy that song is about. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so. That's really If you've seen The Irishman. Oh, okay. Okay. Joey Gallo, I think. Joey Gallo, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of mafia history Killed for you. Killed on his song. birthday. There you go. Umberto's Clamhouse in Little Italy. There you go. April 7th, 1972. Yeah. Right. That's really interesting. A bit of history there. History, if yeah. If you love the mafia as I do. We are very pro mafia on Midnight Waves. We are. Yes. We're big. F- I'm. I'm somehow now of all time. I'm of n- of all times. I'm listening to uh, watching us uh, The Sopranos for the first time. There you go. Which is quite amazing. I missed that back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, we are big fans. Keep doing good work, fellas. I am mostly Italian, so keep it up. That you are. <laughs> anyway yeah i love the album i absolutely love it and it's to me it's kind of joint first and and these two albums were really the only two that would definitely be on my list Mm. in in almost any year in some position i think yeah i mean i think they are the most perfect if you could say the most perfect albums of the year yeah oh that Stevie, ah, Stevie. Stevie's yeah. great. It's just a lot of stuff on this. But so the, there's a lot really of stuff there where it's like. There's well, a lot of perfect stuff and a couple of yeah, great songs. Exactly. But yeah. Yeah. But so, our next one, anyway. Well, that takes me to our number one. And my and three. Your number three. And that, of course, is the Thin White Duke. David oh, yeah. Bowie's the Station comedian. to Station. Thin White Duke, that's right. Taking you nowhere Angel Look at that sky, life's begun Nights are warm and the days are young
golden years. golden years. Excellent. Yes, so station, station. The album that David Bowie does not remember recording. That's right. Which <laughs> is he's a kite. He was so heavily addicted to cocaine, yeah. he yeah. cannot remember recording this That's album. That's amazing. But he sounds all right, doesn't he? Doesn't sound high to me or like. It certainly out works it. out well. Mm. No problem there. More ev- evidence that drugs help music production. Exactly, like Bill Hicks said. <laughs> If you saw Andy Drugs, go and take all those albums from yeah. all those artists you love and throw them away. There you go. Because all those guys were real fucking high. I can imagine that happening someday with all the, the way the, the, ugh, the world's going, you know. People complaining, well, all these woke people. I, I, I read <laughs> Bernie Sanders tweeted out earlier today, well, last night, I guess, we must legalize marijuana and release everyone in prison who was arrested for marijuana. I said that. Yes. <laughs> so, I'm not sure releasing everyone would be a good idea. Well, everyone who was arrested, who was in prison for marijuana. Uh, no, I understand. Distribution. I mean, oh, okay. okay. I guess. And expunge yeah. their records. So we are living in some changing ass times. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Except Maybe for where we live. Where well, <laughs> golden times, not exactly. But. Yeah, golden years and going to pass Japan by. Yeah, we missed that, didn't we? Was it like the 80s? We'll never or? get there, yeah. I think. Well, but anyway, what, it's thing. just a ground. It is Boy's 10th album, it came after he just, rec- he just recorded. Yeah, just filmed um, Nicholas Rogue's The Man Who Fell to Earth, which is one of oh. the most sort of low-key, like, influential sci-fi movies of I've the 70s. I have seen that when I was a kid, yeah. Bowie is kind of amazing. And Michael Fassbender modeled his performance in Prometheus and the uh, Alien oh, Covenant oh, after well, Bowie. Oh, right. You know your stuff. Well, <laughs> movies are my thing. <laughs> Chris, by the way, is a movie <laughs> critic, buff, there you go. many things. Those, those, <laughs> those things. Yes. And um, I love this. I just love it. I mean, I, I, I just automatically put Dylan number one because Desire has always been one of my favorite Dylan albums and it yeah. still is and it's still amazing I just thought Station to Station is just I know what was what I mean was again I just want to kind of mix it up yeah. a bit I mean they could they're totally interchangeable but yeah and just I just, just the, I, the things he was doing again year by year it's just ridiculous. incredible and, and the thing is yeah. next year oh, yeah, 77 yeah. he has Low that's right which might be the best of them all this is that's the start of the the bell. the, the, the crowd rock kind of Berlin Be- Berlin phase. trilogy Berlin phase yeah. yeah yeah incredible stuff it might be the best one of them all I can't um, wait to, I've never heard the whole album so yeah can't wait to listen to that and it, it's just amazing like I don't know you listen to one it's like you're looking at these track listings and it's like well, songs like ten minutes long or whatever yeah. But then it's just like oh, these melodies just come like pouring out, and it's just so perfect. Like you don't how, like how long is Station the Station I think exactly? It's Ten minutes, fifteen seconds. Right. Or like it doesn't feel that long to me. It's just so well. Yeah, ten minutes, fifteen seconds. You nailed it. Wow, I'm good. At, that's a weird, weird thing. Like anyway. it's just so like perfect. In a way that you don't think, like, good God, this song is long. It that's just right. feels yeah. like this song yeah. needs to be this long. That's right. And that's the kind of long song I like, where it's like, yeah, not only is it okay, but actually the song needed it. Yeah. And I'm sure the cocaine helped, but anyway. Oh, crowd truck actually translates as cosmic music. That's interesting. Does it? Yeah. I assume it translates German as obviously. German rock. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a genre of experimental rock that developed in the late 60s and Isn't early 70s. Kraut what, what they called the Germans in, the, in World War II? Uh, sauerkraut. The Krauts. Oh, really? <laughs> no, that's what this, that's... That's no offense to our German no, listeners no, no, out there, not. obviously. The guys rock. You guys. got fucking uh, Hasselhoff. <laughs> Thanks for taking him off our hands. <laughs> no. uh, Jeremy's awesome. Jeremy's amazing. Tangerine Dream. Tangerine Dream is German, right? Yeah, and uh, um, uh, lots of groups. Like Ramstein. Our craft work, if you're into uh, electronic music. Ramstein, if you're into Ramstein. shite music. <laughs> Scheiserhausen Scheiser music. Yes. Um, no, Germany's yeah. an amazing awesome. place. Awesome, obviously. Berlin is an amazing city now. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you guys nailed the beer. Oh, yes. And sausage. Certainly did. Certainly did. <laughs> Venus Nietzsche. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. let's wrap this one up. Let's, I think so. Again, if you have any feedback, any opinions, if you're angry with anything either of us said, let us know. Please do. Please do. I'll tell you fuck off, but please let us know. Anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> Only we'll, kidding. We'll share your opinions. We'll take it. We'll take it on, on board next, and, and process it appropriately, and, and yes, reconsider my stance. Anyway, if you do. Or if you love us, if you'd like to send us some presents or whatever, then you can always write to us directly at midnightwavespodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Alternatively, mm. you can reach, a, reach us, and reach out to reach us. Reach us and tweet us. Tweet How out to that? us at <laughs> midnightwavecj on Twitter. And uh, please follow. All right. We're also on uh, Instagram at um, midnightwaves.com pod i believe yes that's right follow us there like stuff Worship send some us. messages if you want print out of stuff and put them on your wall put the, put the stuff let us know if you need our mailing address <laughs> to send any gifts need to see what we look like as well we're not going to tell you or show you right. we're well, just too you, handsome for this world if you if you check the instagram <laughs> you probably yeah. can find us if you check the follows ah. or the likes there you go um yeah, that, that's it, I guess. Next week, we'll be doing 77, and we God will. knows what else will come out. But let's hope yeah. there'll be some new music of note. Indeed. Oh, oh never mind. Okay. I'll tell you later. That's a cryptic ending. We forgot our raspberry of the year. Oh, Jesus. Tom, Tom Waits. Oh, but anyway, whatever. Maybe uh, we'll add it later. Let's just say Tom Waits stinks. He does. And anyone who thinks Tom Waits is a good song... A good person, singer, especially. Good singing, songwriting type person. You guys are wrong. <laughs> Objectively Obje so. Objectively yeah. wrong. Sorry. That's amazing. Sorry, yeah. I, I checked right. and it's there's no doubt you're just wrong. <laughs> yes. That's that's one thing we get right on this this podcast. We are right. That's right. <laughs> Between the two of us, obviously. I mean, we yeah. don't always see eye to eye, but you but know, we're always right. Well, <laughs> at least one of us is always right, right? Oh, that's right. <laughs> that go. makes sense. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> no matter which way it goes, one of us yes. is going to be right. Exactly. So, until next week. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Come back soon. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. You will not have that luxury. 
I wake up excited. I made it through the night. Things I did in the dark, will it ever see the light? My nerves should be erect. I got a bad chick. She keeps me erect. She loves my ad libs. I think I'm a genius. I ain't grand a fucking feature. I do at least three a week. Roll up the fucking reefer. Went from Benihana to Bimini and Bahamas. Ten chains, no luggage. I'm a big timer. Niggas claim that they thuggin' when they dick ridin'. My niggas rather walk through their own brick climbing. On the block in my all white sneakers. Lord knows in my 10 Jesus pieces. Pray for me, cause you know a nigga doing wrong. My homie in the cell, so I had to write a poem. Count meals for the time that we had it hard. Asking for a hundred meal as I pray to God. I do this for my niggas facing hard times. Can't be on them corners if you hustling part time. Ten chains on, Eric B with mob ties. Rock him flows coming from the far side. Blood diamonds in my pieces from apartheid. Quick to quote a prayer, pull it from the archives. I pray for every soul that this music reaches. Bury me a G. Ten Jesus pieces. Young nigga coming up, they wanna gun you down. Drinking vodka in the memory of my nigga Dan. Ride real slow on them all goals. Shopping for the moles when them all close. Repping for your homies when they all gone.